Cashback is not available on gas in New Jersey and Wisconsin. Hey, good morning. You're heading the airport, right? Yeah, thanks for checking. I like the car. How long have you been a rideshare driver? About three years now. I really enjoy it. Isn't it hard to make money these days with the price of gas being so high? Not for me. I use Upside, the free app that gives you cash back for every gallon of gas you buy. Wait a minute. Are you saying you actually get real money back when you get gas with the Upside app? Yep, I get real cash back every time I get gas. Does that actually add up to anything? I'll make around $200 to $300. Wow, that's serious extra cash. I'm downloading the Upside app now. Download the free Upside app now to earn real cash back every time you buy gas. Use promo code CAR for an extra $0.25 cents a gallon bonus on your first tank. You can cash out anytime right to your bank account, PayPal, or a gift card for Amazon and other brands. Just download the free Upside app and use promo code CAR for a $0.25 cents a gallon bonus on your first tank. That's code CAR. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. All right, welcome back. I'm your host, Ryan Rothstein, on a Monday, back from the sports betting weekend. And here we go. Let's do it. Just a couple days away, finally, from the NFL draft. And this week, we're locked and loaded at Jacob Media. Make sure you are subscribed to the Jacob Media YouTube channel, J-A-K-I-B Media, the best NFL draft coverage around so don't miss a beat subscribe and stay up to date with all the latest news and notes for the nfl draft all right let's bring in our nfl insider now john mcmullen follow john on twitter at jf mcmullen birds 365 monday to friday 8 a.m to 10 a.m with jody mack he'll be busy but he finally sees the light at the end of the tunnel johnny mack how we doing man Doing well, because I finally do see that light, Ryan. It's finally here. Finally. Finally. I was just going to say that. Yep. (laughs) As The Rock would say. Um, All right. So where should we we start? Is there anything that we missed from Friday at 730 to now at 730 for the listeners that you want to update us? No, not really. (laughs) All right. Well. Uh, continue that hype train in the silly season, and now we're round, uh, rounding the corner. It was interesting. Kyle Shanahan uh, spoke today, so he had his media availability late. Obviously, he's a key um, point, uh, linchpin of this draft, because everybody knows Trevor Lawrence is going one, Zach Wilson is going two. So the first sort of... Uh, at least a chance to go in a different direction is number three with San Francisco and they moved up. And uh, I think they're going to take Mac Jones. I think that's pretty clear. You don't do what they did and, and they're trying to 
to go down this road of we'd be comfortable with any quarterback. You don't give up what they did to go up if you don't have a player in mind. I think that player's Mac Jones. We'll see. But it was interesting because Kyle got asked, will Jimmy Garoppolo be on your team Sunday? Uh, in other words, will he be traded? And he basically said, um, you can't guarantee if anybody will be alive Sunday. So he went the all-day-to-day route and refusing to guarantee uh, Jimmy Garoppolo would be on the 49ers. And honestly, there's no reason he should be on the 49ers by Sunday. So we'll see if something happens there. Yeah, that's a uh, that's an interesting way to answer that. <laughs> You know, we're all day-to-day here. It's like, okay, well, we know that. So <laughs> are you going to trade him or you, you're not going to trade him? Um, but nonetheless. Yeah, I mean, there's so many quarterback desperate teams, but there are different options. I mean, everybody looks at, uh, you know, you know, Denver has a ton of interest in Teddy Bridgewater, um, their new GM. Uh, George Payton was in Minnesota when the, the Vikings drafted Teddy Bridgewater, so there's a history there. You talk about Garoppolo, so you look at teams. Uh, obviously, New England uh, has a long history with him and originally had hoped sort of the timing would work out uh, to go from Brady uh, to Garoppolo, but Brady just kept playing really, really well. So the timing didn't work out there. Who knows? Maybe they can get them back. And obviously, if these teams go in different directions with veteran players, then all of a sudden um, you don't have quarterbacks or, or you don't have people going up in the draft to get, get quarterbacks. And it'll be interesting. I, I think, you know, I, I, we've, I, I don't think quarterbacks are going one, two, three, four. We've talked about that a lot, Ryan. I think ultimately I think Lance is going to stay home and, and take Kyle Pitts. Um, and part of the reason is San Francisco because San Francisco gave up so much to get to three that Atlanta wants uh, uh, a similar type of haul for four, and they're probably not going to get it. And, and then that's sort of where the, where the fun starts, and that's where all the mock drafts and my one and only mock draft first round is on Sports Illustrated right now. Um, that's where they're going to all come off the rails, most likely. Yeah, so let's uh, let's focus there for a second. And you take it wherever you want to take it. The biggest, maybe, audible that we can see that could impact uh, the early first round Thursday night from, you know, 4 to 10, 3 to 10, however you're looking at it, biggest storylines, et cetera. Well, I, I think it is uh, Atlanta for, and ultimately, I said they're going to take Kyle Pitts. Then you have Cincinnati at five. I think they should take Panay Sewell. It makes more sense to protect the quarterback um, than anything else. But evidently, Joe Burrow wants to mark Chase, so they'll probably make him happy. I think that's a mistake. So you start looking at the other quarterbacks, and all of a sudden, they're starting to fall. And, you know, Carolina at eight already picked up a quarterback in Sam Darnold. So uh, if you're Denver at nine, uh, you start thinking maybe you don't even have to move up. And you have that uh, backup plan if things don't work out, as I said, in Bridgewater. So all of a sudden, you know, you're sitting here, Howie Roseman, and what the heck do you do with 12 if, if Trey Lance or Justin Fields 
uh, falls. Now, I still don't think that's going to happen, but it's possible. I mean, I got the Patriots trading up, but I got news for you, Ryan. If the Patriots want Jimmy Garoppolo, well, they're not trading up to get a quarterback. So, yeah, how is he going to be in this conundrum? Yeah, it's <laughs> which I think is interesting. It's but very interesting. Two ways from his standpoint, you can look at it and say you can pretend like you read the board perfectly and you got this tremendous value. Not a, not only were you able to get a quarterback, but you were able to get an extra first round pick. And he could spin it that way. But, you know, it's not 3D chess. That's just circumstance. And it's interesting to see how things are unfolding. Yeah, I mean, you say it's unlikely uh, Fields or Lance drops. And I'm not saying that's crazy for you to say that, but we've seen crazier things. I mean, of course, all of the talk and information and resources out there seems like those guys are going to be off the board in the top ten. but. It's very likely they're not. Um, So I'm going to ask you this. Why would the Eagles get a quarterback? And I know the thinking of not getting a wide receiver is, well, they've invested at that position in the draft in recent years too much, for lack of a better way to describe it. Quarterback, if they end up going Lancer Fields, I understand if they feel like they're game changers, fine. But I don't know, man. That would be shocking in my mind, even if they drop and the Eagles go that direction. Yeah, a little bit. Um, the the difference would be six versus twelve, and there is a different sort of valuation chart when you look at players and say, well, if you think somebody's not worthy at six, that doesn't mean you don't think they're worthy at twelve. Um, and I, I, as I said, I, I, I didn't think in a million years that any of these quarterbacks might be there at twelve. So you kind of put it to the back of your mind, but now that you start to look at it, what I just said, I, I, again, if the Patriots, you know, the Patriots have the history with Garoppolo, if they decide that's my guy and it's not, you know, it, believe me, I would not go that route. I think you know me well enough that I don't like Jimmy Garoppolo a little bit, but this is an organization that wanted to hand him the reins in the past. Maybe they still do. And that's what I said with Denver. Maybe Denver wants Teddy Bridgewater. It's not the way I would go. I'd rather have the young quarterback. But it's at least a potential. And if things like that kind of shake out, as I mentioned at the start with Kyle Shanahan, you know, intimated that no matter what San Francisco says, they don't they don't want Jimmy Garoppolo anymore. So they're going to move him. Um. And obviously, they'll try to get as much as as possible. But all of a sudden, if these quarterback-needy teams aren't quarterback-needy anymore, it stands to reason they're not taking quarterbacks. We won't know if the Pats want Jimmy by Thursday. Um, Does that mean the the Patriots are going to try and make a trade for Jimmy? Before they get to their pick on Thursday night, or because if well, they would think in that particular yeah. instance, yeah, I mean that they would want to know. They would want to know: Are we going to be able to pick up this guy? Uh, and if not, uh, then we have to go in a different direction. Then they'll likely uh, try to go up and get a quarterback. Uh, so yeah, I mean, a lot of it is timing. A lot of people ask why the Eagles trade out so quickly. Well, they had to. 
most likely because of, of Miami's maneuvering um, and what they wanted to do. That was probably the deal on the table, and it was take it or leave it, and it might not be there on draft night. So, yeah, a lot of it's timing, and obviously the Patriots would want to have a clear indication of, of where they want to go, and they're not giving up a first-round pick for Jimmy Garoppolo. So, you know, is it a second-rounder? Is it a conditional third-rounder? Whatever. Yeah, they would probably want an answer um, at least beforehand, or if not beforehand, at least a firm agreement that says, if this happens or this doesn't happen, we're going to pull the trigger at this point. Talking with John McMullen, our NFL Eagles insider. Follow him on Twitter at JF McMullen. All right, so one more regarding the Patriots because I think they're intriguing. You hear people say, well, Belichick's never traded up for a quarterback uh, in the draft. Well, he had Tom Brady. <laughs> so does that sound like him or does it not sound like him as best you can answer that? Um, well, I, I – you know, Brad Spielberger from Over the Cap, he, he did the research on um, um, all the GMs and, and their history of, as far as what they've done. And, and Bill's generally a, a trade-down guy um, to amass more draft capital. His philosophy has always been, you know, more lottery tickets, more chance you have to, uh, to hit the home run. And and probably him, uh, the three most like that are Pete Carroll and John Snyder in Seattle always do it. Uh, Rick Spielman in Minnesota always does it. Um, and Belichick always does it. So those are and, – and I mean, how he likes to just move. It could be up. It could be down. Um, but as far as, you know, trading up, uh, typically, in a typical year, he would prefer to go down, if anything. But this is not a typical year. First off, um, the the draft pool as a whole, because of the pandemic and because of the, the changes uh, at the NCAA level, remember, they let a lot of guys have an extra year of eligibility. So typically, we start this process with 13, 1,400 players. This year, it's about 700. I mean, it's, it's, it's terrible in later rounds. At least that's what everybody in the league thinks. So um, the, the normal rules might not apply as far as going down and adding draft capital. If this is any year, everybody wants to move up. Everybody wants to move up. The problem is everybody knows that. So I, I think fans assume, well, if so-and-so is not there, just trade out. That's easy to say, but you need two to tango. And that's always the problem. All right, let's look at 10, 11, and 12 for a second, because that is the NFC East and their time to shine. The Dallas Cowboys at 10, the Giants at 11, and the Eagles at 12. Uh, you can look at that from any angle you want, but let's, let's start there. Um, well, you, we just talked about GMs who don't like to trade. It's interesting. Jerry Jones is one of those, which kind of surprises, uh, I think, people because he's generally active uh, in free agency. He certainly always wants to bring in 
veteran players with big names. But in the draft, he generally likes to stay put. Uh, doesn't move up a lot, doesn't move down a lot. Um, so I, I do think the Cowboys will stay at 10 and, and likely take uh, the best cornerback available, which will probably uh, be Patrick Sertain. Um, and then the 11, the Giants are interesting because I keep hearing from people from New York, they're going to take an edge rusher. Um, and it's not going to be uh, Micah Parsons. A lot of people have that. Uh, he's more of uh, a three-down linebacker in their sort of uh, evaluation. So you start talking about Quiddy Payne. I think that might be the first shock pick of the draft at 11 because I could see them taking Jalen Phillips, um, who is an interesting prospect because he'd probably be a top 10 pick. Um, on a, and He's that talented uh, if he didn't have issues, but he had a lot of injury issues at UCLA, and he actually quit football. A lot of it, by the way, had to do with Chip Kelly, our old friends, because he just he 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 stomped out the love of the game for Jalen Phillips at at, at UCLA, uh, and he transferred to Miami and found it again. Uh, but he also has um, a fledgling music career, so a lot of people in the NFL think he he doesn't love ball. We'll use a Nick Sirianni term, uh, and they've. They're very wary of him, but man, he's talented, and he's talented at a, at a, at a position um, that people value. So, I think that might be the first shock pick. But either way, I think the Giants are taking an edge rusher. If they want to be safe, they'll take Quiddy Pay. If they want to just go for the ceiling, uh, they'll take Jalen Phillips. Um, and that's going to be one of those those points where people kind of. Uh, let out the the gasp, I think, with the New York Giants. All right, and you mentioned Parsons from Penn State, and I'll ask you one more time, any chance the Eagles decide to go in that direction? No, no. uh, No, I just can't see it. It it is a different regime. Um, If you look at Jonathan Gannett's history, He's been in places that value linebackers more. Um, so I, I think they'll value the position more. But, look, they're not in charge. I mean, they don't have the power uh, at this stage as a young rookie uh, coaching staff. Um, uh, the, the guys who have the power are the same guys who've had the powers, you know, for Really, since 1999, I talk about it all the time in the Jeffrey Gloria era. It's it's changed from you know Joe Panner, Andy Reid to Howie Roseman, different coaches, but the philosophy has remained the same, and that's offensive line, defensive line, quarterback as the most valued positions. That doesn't change, and uh, then you look at the board. The board's a little bit different because defensive line is so weak this year. Um, we we talked about the quarterbacks a lot. Still, probably they're not going to be available, uh, so that leaves you down the offensive line, and that's not a glaring need position. Although it's a sneaky need because of age and injuries, um, but you could argue every. I, I can tell you around the league, everybody thinks 
the Eagles are taking a cornerback or a wide receiver. Um, and I, I would lean towards more towards corner. Uh, J.C. Horn is the obvious pick uh, that everybody's kind of landing on at this stage. Um, and we'll see. I, I mean, in my mock draft, I'd Slater falling with Sean Slater. If he falls, I I find it hard to believe that the Eagles would pass up on a player like that. They just find more value in that position. Yeah, we've been talking, obviously, uh, about what the Eagles will do here on Thursday a lot. And FanDuel now has much more up on their wagering menu. So I do want to ask you this. Philadelphia Eagles' first draft pick. J.C. Horn is the odds-on favorite at plus 280. Then, just like you said, John, wide receiver Devontae Smith is second favorite at plus 430, tied with uh, Jalen Waddell at plus 430, Sertan plus 470, Quiddy Pay 5-1, to one. Slater 10-1, to one. Parsons 11-1, to one. and I'll stop here with Vera Tucker at 12-1. to one. Um, With that said, give me your three most likely draft picks as it stands on Monday night for the Philadelphia Eagles. I would be Horn, it would be Slater, um, and it would be Waddle. Waddle is the one receiver I think the Eagles really like. Uh, and if he was there, uh, they would really consider him. Um, I think there's an outside chance he'll be there. I don't think he'll be there. A lot depends on what Cincinnati does, to be honest. Um, because if Cincinnati takes Penesu, uh, that knocks Jamar Chase down to the Dolphins, uh, and they would jump on Jamar Chase. Uh, but I do think if the Bengals take Jamar Chase, all of a sudden the Dolphins are sitting there, and they have to take the next best receiver. Ultimately, I think they would take Waddle um, over Devontae Smith. And if that's the case, um, Smith is going to probably get be there for the Eagles, but I just don't think they're going to go in that direction, which is going to incense a lot of people, uh, including my co-host in the morning, Jody McDonald, who desperately wants Devontae Smith, but uh, prepare yourself to be disappointed, Eagles fans. (laughs) Um, John, do we have to send out that preparation notice at this point? I I think fans are (laughs) more than ready. I I don't know. A lot of it, I mean, look, I, I get it. I say it all the time. I understand why people want skill position players. I mean, it's exciting. That's that's what you want. I um, there's a lot of redundancy. The two compare the two compare. Look, I, I always bring Jefferson up for obvious reasons because Eagles fans are obsessed with him. Um, it, two things about Jefferson: he had a historic year. Obviously, is not going. Uh, whoever the Eagles pick, if they pick a wide receiver, whether it's Jalen Waddle or Devontae Smith, they're not going to have 1,400 receiving yards. But the bigger aspect to me is, okay, you know, what did Minnesota do with the 1,400-yard receiver? They actually regressed because they didn't take care of the important positions, the defensive line most notably. Um, They regressed, even with a receiver – of that caliber. And even a better example of this, and I brought this up with you before because he's a first ballot Hall of Famer and the odds that any wide receiver 
is as good as Calvin Johnson is absolutely nil. Um, and that's not an insult to anyone. They're just not going to be that good. By every empirical, you know, points, statistics, play, uh, Calvin Johnson was a home run as a second-round pick. But what did that do for the Detroit Lions over a decade? I think they made the playoffs twice. I mean, I'm I'm with you, and you're making some great points, especially with Jefferson last year. But I think there's points to uh, rebuttal you, which is, all right, well, the Lions are the Lions. And I don't know, is that fair? But if you went Calvin Johnson, you know, with a better organization, that reward would probably be great. Well, yeah, I mean, yeah. and, and I'm, by the way, I'm not saying it's it's Justin Jefferson's fault the Vikings regress. I'm not no, saying it's Calvin that. Johnson's fault. I'm saying there's only so much a receiver can do. So, yes, under a better right. organization that builds in a better fashion, if they had those types of players, but also did the other things, um, obviously they would help. I'm not saying they can't help, but my point is you need those other things. And a lot of those other things are actually a heck of a lot more important. That's, that's the bigger point. Um, might not be as sexy, but they're more important. And that's, that's, <laughs> that's the key to it all. And the Eagles have so many holes all over this roster and they spent already over the past couple of years so much uh, capital on the wide receiver position. I can't worry about the receiver position. I can't say we got to get this right till we fix it till till it's fixed, because then you're going to wake up and you're going to be in the situation Minnesota was, where you have no defensive line, you have no offensive line, and then it doesn't matter what the stinking receiver does. He might go off for fourteen hundred yards. Enjoy it. He won six games, which would be an improvement here. But nonetheless, you get my point. Yeah, well, it would be another loss too. I, I, the, the, the example is twenty point. You know, somebody's got to score on a bad NBA team. Right. <laughs> and I said, don't forget to add the loss now in the seventeen game season. Um, all right. Last uh, last one here for you on a Monday. Johnny Mac will be joining us every night this week at 7.30 like he always does. So plenty more uh, draft preview and coverage for us to get into. The first four wide receivers drafted. Exact order, John. Um, because this is a popular bet. Uh, it's going to be Chase, uh, Waddle, Smith, uh, and then is the key... That is the really difficult one. Um, I think there's a chance of Rashad Bateman. I think there's a chance it's um, Terrace Marshall, who, if if he's there at 37, I would like the Eagles to take. Um, Elijah Moore. You know, one of the one of the uh, um, out of the box ones is Rondell Moore from Purdue. I think if he gets um, to the Green Bay Packers, I, I think they might take him and, and shock people. Um, so the fourth one is the key. I think the safe bet would probably be uh, Bateman, the safest bet. Uh, but I don't think it's going to be Bateman. So if you want to win some money, go go a little bit off. Could be Kadarius Tony. Uh, could be one of the Moors. Uh, one of those slot guys. 
Well, Chase, Waddle, Smith, Bateman, exact order. That's the odds on favorite at plus 340. But Chase. Yeah, that's the safe one. Yeah, Chase, Waddle, Smith, and Moore has some serious value 26 to 1, John. So Is that Elijah or Rondell? That's Rondell. Yeah, that that's a good bet because I think I think the Packers are honing in on him. And hey, get on that before people start to realize it. Wow, the Packers might actually uh bring in some help for for Aaron Rodgers this year. Yeah, that would be scary. Uh with Devontae Adams and Aaron Rodgers and you know, some of the some of the unique things Rondell Moore. So that's why I think they're thinking about that, thinking and going in that direction. And we'll see. I mean, that's the problem. That you know, there's a lot of a lot of teams at the back end that could think about receiver. Uh, and it, it's the old Howie Roseman quote: "What kind of what flavor do you like?" Because there's a lot of guys who could be in that conversation. Um, and Bateman's probably the most well-rounded uh, receiver uh, of that next group. So that's why that would be the favorite. Uh, because he's probably the best player. But if you're looking for a unique trait, which I think Green Bay would be doing at that point, because uh, they have Devontae Adams, that's where I think you can find some value. All right, John, uh, in less than a minute, why don't you fill the listeners in on all of the draft coverage that you have going on this week? Oh, man, a minute? I can't do that in a minute. Obviously, the most important part, Ryan, is I'm with you every night um, at at 7.30 here on The Fix. I also think we're doing a live extending the play on Saturday. Still trying to work out the kinks on that. Obviously, Monday through Friday, you have uh, birds 365, 8 to 10 in the morning. We had Derek Gunn on. We had Jeff McLean on. We're going to have Les Bowen live from Cleveland this week. We're going to have Trey Wingo. Uh, So a lot of big guests uh, coming up on Birds 365. Um, And and Sports Illustrated, man. I'm I'm constantly writing there. Uh, So too much for a minute. I I know. I came in under a minute. You just made it. But I'm tired. You just I made it, John. I got my second shot today, right? <laughs> so, you know, I'm, I'm crossing my fingers that I'm not laid up for 48 hours like Akon Shander. Oh, geez. Shander's laid up? All right, not good. No, you'll, well, you'll... he was. He was on that second shot. So yeah. he dared rip me. So, so far, so good. But, you know, I got a knock on wood. You'll, you'll, uh, you'll power through. It'll be your Jordan flu game, worst case scenario, but let's not hope for that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, John. Thanks, brother. We'll do it tomorrow. All right, thanks, Ryan. There he is, Johnny Mack. All right, let's get into a break. We'll come back with Luke Pergandy, co-founder of PropSwap. Uh, much more still to get into here on The Fix, AM 1490 Sports Betting Radio. This is your v Action Update. On AM. Cashback is not available on gas in New Jersey and Wisconsin. Hey, good morning. You're heading to the airport, right? Yep, thanks for checking. I like the car. How long have you been a rideshare driver? About three years now, but I really enjoy it. Isn't it hard to make money these days with the price of gas being so high? Not for me. I use Upside, the free app that gives you cash back for every gallon of gas you buy. Wait a minute. Are you saying you actually get real money back when you get gas with the Upside app? Yep, I get real cash back every time I get gas. Does that actually add up to anything? I'll make around $200 to $300. 
Wow, that's serious extra cash. I'm downloading the Upside app now. Download the free Upside app now to earn real cash back every time you buy gas. Use promo code CAR for an extra 25 cents a gallon bonus on your first tank. You can cash out anytime right to your bank account, PayPal, or a gift card for Amazon and other brands. Just download the free Upside app and use promo code CAR for a 25 cents a gallon bonus on your first tank. That's code CAR.